Wolf and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witchbuster extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Live from the auction community studios on this Wednesday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke show as we get ever closer, Wolf, to the start of football season. It's tomorrow night, Bills Rams. Here we go. What a great game that is going to be. At least hopefully that's going to be a great game. I just want to see a contested fourth quarter. Wouldn't that be beautiful between those two teams? We all know how good the Buffalo Bills or expect the Buffalo Bills to be this year, and we all know the Super Bowl defending champions, that's what they are, the Los Angeles Rams. My goodness, it doesn't get any better. That fourth quarter, I hope, is a one-score game. How uh, How's your morning? This, this was a long morning just to get to this point. Which I just told you how it show. was right yeah, there, okay. because basically, are you <laughs> telling me we, we've got close. football tomorrow night? Is that what you're saying? Football, a real game where the silks are going to be on and somebody's going to try to drive somebody else into the ground? Taste it. I'm just going to say this. It's the essence of the game. If you are driving around, if you're somebody who owns a car... In the Phoenix area, which is probably most of the listening audience. Just be aware traffic is back. At some point in the last really? week and a half, it has come back. How do you know it just wasn't construction? Did you see any cones? Were there any cones there out were there? Cones? Were there were, were there orange vests, man? There, there, there was nobody doing construction. There were cones for a future construction project, and okay. that seemed to cause people to want to stop their cars and just turn them off and stare. Yeah. But uh, but it, this has been going out for like a week, so I wow. think... Yeah, okay, yeah, that's... Just, yeah, just be aware. You've got a plan for if, it if you want to, If you have like a 12-minute drive around the valley, expect it to take like two hours. I know. All right. Do you know people get really upset at some of the orange vests? that are out there. Have you ever seen this? Road mm. construction guys? I mean, I, people... They're out drivers, there in the heat. I can't get... People, no. no, no. I'm talking about people in their cars yeah. that get really upset. My my ex-father-in-law used to be like that. He really did. He'd be driving around. He'd flip the bird of these guys. He would. They're I, out there I, in the heat working. Well, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? These people, this is their job. Yeah, they're no. taking care of the road. No, they didn't plan on messing you up, Luke. Wouldn't, well, first of all, they didn't mess me up. No. Nothing was going on today. Everybody just stopped. Anyways, I think the population yeah. has increased by like 600% in the last two weeks in this city. Give the orange vests a break, dude. It's uh, the orange vests. No problem with the orange vests. I don't think I could do that job in this weather. Uh, all right. Other reasons that this was a long morning, Wolf. What? Just more and more Cardinals end up getting hurt. And we haven't played a game yet. These guys haven't even played a preseason game yet. What is going on over there, honestly, right now? Somebody give me Buddy Morris. Can we talk to Buddy Morris right now? Buddy, what is going on over there? How many calf strains can one team suffice? Well, Colt McCoy recently strained his calf. He is going on IR, and that means Trace McSorley, who was... He just hangs around like that song. It's so cool, isn't it, man? I mean, really good. Okay, Trace is going to be the backup going into this game. Is so, that what so, you're saying? Yeah, so he gets cut like a week ago, right? And remember the whole time we're like, oh, they're not going to cut Trace just in case you need him or whatever. Right. He gets cut. Then, for whatever reason, Detroit, who didn't have a backup quarterback, took Nate Sudfeld instead of Trace McSorley. Okay, good. Luckily. Yes. Because he ends up on the practice squad, and now he's the backup going into week Sudfeld. one against the Chiefs. So, 
Yeah, no, yeah, honestly. Did you watch Hard okay, Knocks so, last night? No, uh, I, I keep forgetting. You got you to remind me on this stuff. Don't watch the fifth one. Maloney and I were talking about this. The fifth episode is the one you wouldn't like. So okay, just, just why, why? Because of the cuts? That's where everybody gets cut. Oh. The first honestly, four episodes. The last 30 seconds... Yeah, it's a roller coaster. You should watch the last thirty seconds. I'm gonna, in fact, I'm gonna pull it, and then we'll play it. It was a roller coaster. Dan okay. Campbell is uh, something else. Okay, he, well, he is something else. Yeah. Yes, I love his intensity. A lot There's of Chase no Lucas it. in it's, the show last night. Chase Lucas, yeah. really? Yeah, hmm. a lot of Eminem too. He showed up at practice. No, yeah. yeah. Is that Chase Lucas? Is no, no, Marshall mean? Mathers. Okay, Ma- okay, <laughs> yes. you're, you're you're killing me. Yeah, no, right he was now. there. You really are. But okay, yes, Luke. Um, Eminem showed up at practice. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not um, uh, not nearly as big as, did, as Dan Campbell. Did Dan Campbell yell at him or anything? Uh, like that, not or? not on camera. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this this to me, Wolf. I see this as like this is your appetizer to get you ready for Hard Knocks in season with the Cardinals. Okay. The flight plan. All right. Great program the Cardinals put out. And watching the latest episode, you've got. You've got a lot of good quotes from Kyler Murray and Buda Baker and Cliff, too. But I would say Kyler specifically. So here's Kyler, his expectations for this season, despite the fact that everybody's getting hurt. My my look is my perspective. I'm looking at the total season. I'm looking at, you know, the things that we can accomplish, the things that I want to accomplish. I feel like we have a great team, you know, especially from where I started, from where we started year one to year four now. Got a lot of great pieces. Offensively, this is the best offense I've been a part of since I've been in the league. And my impact on those guys, all I'm trying to do is make everybody better. And I think I would say I do that every day. These guys know, you know, I lead by example. This year also, more vocally, getting more comfortable with these guys. Yeah, boy, I love what I'm hearing right there. Now you got to go do it. This is what he's got to do. You, This is what experience is all about, Kyler. You go out there and you got to make your teammates better. And the only way to do that are reps and reps that are occurring in games. That's the only way that you're going to get better as a quarterback and as a leader is to actually impact the teammates around you in games. This is why this show and why I think Hard Knocks is going to be really good if you're a Cardinals fan because Kyler is getting better in the press conferences, but he's only going to give you so much in a press conference with you know 50 people asking him questions about what just happened on the field. Uh, he gives you a little bit more in, in this sort of setting, and so speaking of leadership, he had this to say about growing as a leader. Having that time put in with guys, learning, learning everything about each other and all that stuff, you know, it takes some time to to build relationships like that. So I think for me, it's a lot easier knowing who I'm talking to, knowing how to deal with them from a total team perspective. They know what they're going to get out of me. You know, uh, they know I'm going to go hard every time I touch the field. I'm going to get everything I got and they can count on me. That's my mentality. Every time I touch the field, I'm, I want to be the best. I want to win. And I feel like that rubs off on everybody else, whether that was your mentality before you played with me or whether, you know, when you step on the field with me, like you're confident, you know, 100 percent confident that we're going to win the game. That's the type of confidence I have in myself. And I believe the culture has shifted. The culture has changed since, you know, since I got here. I just think Man. it's good because he's not going to say that in a press conference. Yeah, no, he's not going to say that. Um, I love what he said, especially early on in that cut right there, because it made me think of J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is huge. It sounds like he's been talking to J.J. Watt because J.J. Watt is a big believer in you getting to know the dude that you're with. Know the dude that is out on the field with you. Know the dude in the locker room walking around. You got to know him. 
you know what? And that makes so much sense. It sounds like J.J. Watt is influencing Kyler Murray right there because it's the truth. You Have you ever heard the old saying, you have to reach somebody to teach somebody? I like that. It, it you have to reach somebody to teach. You have to make that connection. And that's what Kyler was talking about right, right there. And that is what J.J. Watt has done his entire career. It, it seems like... Kyler's being so intentional about becoming a better leader that if he really is this committed to it, and I'm not just going based on those quotes, I mean, just what we've seen in training camp and preseason, if he's really this committed to it, he's going to blow past a lot of quarterbacks this season. You know, and and whatever, I, I, I think we happen to be at a point in NFL history where there are more good to great quarterbacks at the top of the league than I can remember in a good 10, 15 years. Yeah. But Kyler Murray can start climbing up that uh, that mountain here pretty soon. If, if he's really this intent on fixing what a lot of people considered to be his biggest I don't even want to say weakness just it, it was it was an incomplete grade was you know what does he like as a leader uh, you know and it doesn't happen overnight like he just said but if he's really this intent on on improving it, it we're going to see results here whether it's this season or next also on flight plan <laughs> they were talking to Buda Baker and they showed like a, a, a hit montage yeah. they showed the hit he put on Cooper Cup I don't remember if this was last year or the year before where he just hits him and Cooper Cup just flies sideways like 8 yards yeah. like the montage of Buda Baker hits if you need motivation to get going in the morning just watch a montage of Buda Baker hits okay I've already seen him that's, I'm yeah, just saying that's probably how you I mean get that's going. how he plays yeah. that's that's how he plays every game man run into the darkness Buda it's hard to watch Buda Baker and not get fired up for football season. All right. All week, this week, we are sending you and your Wolf Pack to see the Cardinals take on the Raiders in Vegas, courtesy of Circa Resort and Casino. Just text Vegas to 620-620 and listen for your name anytime during our show. Plus, qualifiers are going to win tickets to the Cardinals' home opener on Sunday against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That's Vegas to 620-620. We come back. <laughs> Rough one for the D-backs last night. What do they have to do with this bullpen? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Uh, there we go with a little limp biscuit. Uh, you did call for this. Um, a lot of noise right here. What do you say we get in the tunnel and pop the mouth guard in? By the way, uh, anyone that knows me knows that I'm not into profanity. I am not, ladies and gentlemen. Don't understand it. Are you um, implying Fred Durst would use profanity? I'm just saying right now, if in fact you do find yourself with a mouth guard in your mouth and you're geared up and ready to go play a football game and you're standing in the tunnel, you might want to hear Limp Bizkit before you go on the field. You know what? You know how everybody has created their own holiday? Like you can just register a holiday. <laughs> right. You need to register National Mouth Guard Day where everybody just wears a mouth guard to work. Oh, man. When am I going to do that? I, I've got to bring that back. I've got to bring the mouth guard back. Yeah, you, you can it do it, but don't you do want live on the Don't air. you want the people of Phoenix? Don't you want the listeners randomly in their offices wearing a mouth guard to show that they listen to 98.7 FM Arizona Sports How Station? cool would that be right there, fantastic. honestly? If somebody did that, yeah. how great would it be? You stick the mouth guard in, you walk into a meeting. Nobody knows you've got the mouth guard in <laughs> until you start to speak. <laughs> until they call on you <laughs> Would that not 
Absolutely. blow their minds. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. You died in a war, Dave. What, uh, what happened to Robinson during that meeting? Um, uh, <laughs> wearing a mouth guard because of uh, Ron Wolfley. Uh, speaking of what happens, Wolf, what happened to the Diamondbacks in the ninth inning last night? Another another strong That's effort funny. by the team. No, I'm just. It's easier to laugh than uh, than cry. They're up five nothing going into the bottom of the fifth. Okay, and, you know San Diego gets three runs back. They get one back in the seventh. D backs though up five four going into the bottom of the ninth. It's not easy to put up five runs on Joe Musgrove, by the way, who they touched up for five runs. But uh, they did that, and they had a chance. You know, I'm not I'm not going to totally get sucked into the hey, could they still make the playoffs this year? But the way they would have the path, crazy as it would have been to make the playoffs, would have been to basically win out against the Padres because they still have another series after this, and that's who you're technically chasing. Let that one slip away last night. Yeah. Ian Kennedy, his sixth blown save. That, I believe, is 21 blown saves for the D-backs this season. Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson have combined for, what is it now, 17 losses, just the two of them. Yes. Again, if you just chop that in half, if they combine for, let's say, nine losses, if you only blow 11 saves, you're in a playoff spot right now. <laughs> I was, I mean, honestly, watching that game and so impressed with the way the Diamondbacks were going about their business, of course, the fact that they were scoring runs, the fact that um, from the very beginning, the very first pitch, you had Josh Rojas go ahead and punch it, Josh Rojas. From the first pitch, went yard, took it oppo, as a matter of fact. That was kind of cool to see that right there. But just looking at the way they were going about their business, playing defense in the field as well, they had that 5 nothing lead, and Merrill Kelly looked darn near unhittable for the month. Well, through the first four innings, he set him down, man, 12 straight. Padres, he sat down. He was perfect through four. Came out in that fifth inning, and suddenly the wheels started to fall off. Yeah, they got to him in the fifth, but I'll give him a pass since he still has a sub three ERA for the season. But oh, he's, uh, he's been fantastic. Lights I, out. I don't know what you do. Actually, I feel like I do know what you do about the bullpen at this point, Wolf. Um, I'm they've at this point you've gone with so many prospects, first, second year players in the in the lineup, and they're performing probably at a better percentage than you even anticipated. We'll talk to Mike Hayes in the next hour so we can ask him about that. And at this point I'm I'm fine turning over the ninth inning to one of these young guys that you have in the bullpen or somebody you call up and just see what they can do. You're probably not making the playoffs as as well as you've been playing. So let's see what you have because you and I were talking about this off the show before before we started. You can't really blame the front office for the closing issues. They went out and got yeah. Mark Melanson. Yeah, I mean he was a he was a good closer. I, you know, you want to you want to look at it and say, you know, Mike, you know, you you got to go out and make the bullpen a priority. But you can't do that in season. You have to do that. Why? No, why, why would you no. do that in season? I mean, exactly right. But you know, it's not bad. He went out and got Mark Melanson. Mark Melanson is, this is not his first rodeo closing. This guy's been around and he's been a really good closer. Was that a Madison Bumgarner joke? Yeah, listen, no, it was okay. not, right. by the way. You know I'm not going to use well, that kind of give humor. You, well, I'm going to steal it for later That's on That's sarcasm. I'm not going to do that. That was a, that was downright sardonic thinking on your part Freudian right there. Can I just tell you, though, once again, it wasn't like the Diamondbacks or Mike Hazen, they were being res- irresponsible. They look at the back end of their bullpen and said, Mark Melanson. Lance is going to be our closer. 
this was this was Mark Melanson's season last year, okay? And yeah. It's unbelievable to think that right now because this year he has a 5.20 ERA. I mentioned he's 3-10 and 10 and he's got 17 saves. Last year, he had a 2.23 ERA and 39 saves. All-star. So they made the bullpen, or they at least made the closer a priority in the offseason. In fact, he was probably their biggest offseason addition. So they looked at this and said, all right, we're going to go out there. We're going to have a closer this season. So we're hoping... We're in close games with these young players as the season evolves, and at least when we get to the ninth inning with the lead, we're going to be set. And instead, Wolf, they probably have more leads than most people expected going into the ninth inning, and it wasn't Mark Melanson's fault last night. He didn't even pitch, but Melanson, Annie, and Kennedy, and they're not the only ones, but they're the two headliners, just have not been able to close out games. No, they have not, and it's been so discouraging right now. We've talked about it many, many times that if the Diamondbacks just had an average closer, a guy that wasn't blowing all of these games and blowing these save situations as well, if they just had a guy that was a little above average, not even average, just go a little above average for the most part, they would be in the playoff hunt right now. And, man, that has not been the case because of the back end of the bullpen right now. It was great to see Dalton Varsho get his 21st home run. Once again, this guy, what are you developing into Dalton Varsho? feels like the glue guy on this team. He he's, does something different every game. He's He's got an attitude about him as well. I love his demeanor. I, I love the fact that he he will crack a smile. There's no doubt about it. But he seems like an all-business guy. He's all business. You know what he reminds me of? He, he reminds me a lot of Gonzo. Gonzo, as you know, loves to laugh. He mm-hmm. really does. But when Gonzo was in the dugout, Gonzo didn't do a lot of laughing. He didn't. And for me, I he's, he had an intensity about his job. And took it seriously going about his profession. And I think Dalton Varsha was really similar to that. He's a guy that will crack a smile, like I said, from time to time. But he has an intensity about how he plays and how he competes that I think is rare. The outfield update, because this is where we've gotten with this team this season, who played last night, right? So you had Varsho and Wright, if you missed the game, Alec Thomas in center. Corbin Carroll was DHing. Jake McCarthy was in left. And Stone Garrett, even though he gets two hits every night when he plays, couldn't crack the lineup. Not really his fault, though. I mean, what are you going to do? you going to sit McCarthy? He had, I think he had another stolen base last night, too. So McCarthy, yes, another did. hit, another stolen base. Uh, you can't sit Varsho the way he's been playing. you got to have Alec Thomas out there for the defense. you got to get Corbin Carroll some some reps. So you throw him in there at DH last night. He gets two more hits. Um, it's a nice problem to have. But almost, even with the DH, can you imagine this team if there wasn't the DH in the National League? Yeah. But even with the, the this DH right now, you can still only fit four of these outfielders max in your lineup. And you have five right now that probably should be playing every night. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. They could easily do that. But Corbin Carroll DHing. Um, I just love the fact that this is a guy who doesn't go up there and try to hit a home run every time he's up there. <laughs> would you want to do that, by the way? Would you be, would you be locked in? I want to, I want to show these guys my value and what it is that I can do. I, I am loaded with power right now. I, Corbin Carroll is going up there and he's not trying to knock it out of the stadium every time. To me, it's, it's such a young guy thing to do. Well, you think about his position. You want to go up there and try to do that. 
that, the, especially all the hoopla surrounding him. Yeah, that on top of the fact that if he, if let's say Corbin Carroll was just on a, an average, you know, going to miss the playoff team, gets called up in September, he's playing every day. Right, but on this team, he's looking around at the issue we just said. Well, there's five outfielders for three outfield spots. So yeah, if if you're Corbin Carroll and you just got called up by the Marlins, you're probably like, I'm just going to do my thing. I'm fine. I'm 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 locked in now for the next ten years at least. With the Diamondbacks in this current environment, he probably does think, or at least it would be easy to think. Well, I really probably need to hit a home run every other night to stay in the lineup. And so, to your point, yeah, it's impressive that he's not he's not trying to do too much yet. No, I love that. You know, it tells me this is a kid that I think has got real potential to certainly explode when given the opportunity and when given the at-bats. But I love the fact that he's going about his business right now in a very professional kind of way and not trying to go out there and hit 10 home runs with one at-bat. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, that's oh, Wolf's favorite moment of the week. Who are the best teams in the NFL? This was not easy this time. Wolf and Luke, we're going to tell you next with the NFL Power Poll. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Who is the best in the NFL? Wolf and Luke's NFL Power, 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 Power. Brought to you by IBEW Local 640, the best electricians in the world. All right, it is the first Wolf and Luke Power Pool of the 2022 season, Wolf. Uh, I got a little crazy with one of these. We'll see how this goes. Uh, Just doing this before the show sort of gave me, it was a learning experience of how many teams I trust in the NFL right now heading into the season. I can tell you the answer is three. I trust three teams in the NFL right now. Really? Yes, three. Wow. So to come up with four and five. Why? Because you think there's a lot of teams that are good? Yes. Okay. I think there's a lot of good teams that are unknown, and if when we do this power poll in, in four weeks, I'm going to have a, it's going to be difficult because I think there's too many good teams okay. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't call it parody in the NFL. I think it's parody. Okay, don't, don't, don't call it parody. I just think if you told me right now you have to pick four teams to win the Super Bowl and you get the other 28, I could pick three. I don't know that I could even pick the fourth. Okay, great. All right, here we go. You ready? We're going to start with number five. Number five. All right, who's going first? Jeepers! <laughs> the numbers okay. are a little louder this year. You know what? I'm going to go first. Gather <laughs> on the transistor and press the ear right now. Okay. At number five, number five, making their debut for the first time this year. The first the power pull. Kansas City oh. Chiefs. Well, of course, that's why they're making their debut. <laughs> so the Kansas City Chiefs, ladies and gentlemen, at number five. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch this team. They got to find their soul. They got to find their offense all over again without Tyreek Hill. We'll see how that goes. But I think, obviously, anytime you've got that kind of offense and you got Pat Mahomes, yeah, I'm putting the Chiefs number five. All right, number five for you is the Chiefs. Number five for me, Wolf, and I struggled with this, but I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers, even though they have no receivers over the age of, like, 17. But what finally pushed me back over to put them in the top five 
pretty good running back tandem of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Oh! And you do have Aaron Rodgers, so you figure this team gets better as the year goes and some of these receivers pan out. So I'm, I'm putting Green Bay number five, but they are the personification of me not really knowing what to think about any of these teams after number three. You know, when I look at A.J. Dillon, the only thing I can say is Bosh! Precious! I figured that you would be on That's the only thing I can think of. That dude is awesome. Okay, here we go. If you were um, building like your all, your just ultimate team for this season, he'd be one of your running that backs. That would yes. be it. That would be it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's creepy. Suddenly, A.J. Dillon turns people into Gollum. Interesting. Uh, don't go yet. I have to play the number four sounder. Oh, right? okay. So everybody... yeah. Or Smeagol, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who wouldn't know what you're talking about right now? Number four. Number four. Okay, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals at number four right now. They were in the Super Bowl last year. Were they not, Basinonians? They were in the Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, the offensive line. We got some questions about that offensive line, but the offensive line should be better this year. Now, that's not saying much because they were really bad last year, but they should be better this year, and I think Joe Burrow and company will appreciate that. Their offense gets even better. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah, they're number four. Yeah, it is ridiculous that they nearly won the Super Bowl basically without an offensive line last year. Uh, that is the one team. That's one of two teams I was thinking maybe I should put at number five, but I didn't. This is where I got a little crazy, Wolf. Number four, and they have done nothing to prove this yet. I'm going to go with the L.A. Chargers at number four. Wow. I like I'm, I, I like what they are doing. Now, in that division, who knows? In that division, yeah. they may still finish last. Okay. But, but I, I like them right there more. I just I don't trust these other teams. I don't trust Tampa Bay. I did Cincinnati was the other one I was looking at. I, I, there's okay. Denver. Like I thought All of Denver, right. but they haven't done anything either. So that's why but I have number trust four. Trust the Chargers. I, Our response is go Ducks. Well, I figured I'd have Maloney <laughs> on my side for at least that one pick. All right, number three. <laughs> number three. Three. Okay, am I still first? Am I still going first yes. here? Okay, number three. That just feels so weird. From now on, I'll never go first. Right, okay, well, here, um, you want me to go first? But, no. Okay. No. Oh, now all of a sudden you're going to jump on. Yeah, no, what yeah, you, stop yeah. it, Luke. Yeah, you all right, got I'm the first in this you, one. I kicked off to start um, the first half. You kicked off to start the second half. Okay, uh, the Green Bay Packers at number three, Basin Onions. The Green Bay Packers. Um, Interesting because, yeah, all right, uh, Devontae Adams is no longer there. Marcus Valdez Scantling is no longer there as well. They got some issues. Relax. God. We're going to be okay. But they have Aaron Rodgers. That offense is going to be really good because they're going to run it down your throat as well. A very underrated offensive line. Great running back room. And oh, by the way, People are actually talking about the defense for the Green Bay Packers this year. Watch out. They're going to be top five. Top five in the league defensively. That's a dangerous combination when you have Aaron Rodgers licking toads as your quarterback. <laughs> well, you had me till that last line. Also, you laughed at me for having Green Bay number five and you had him number three. Yeah, okay. you were too low. No, I was too low on Green Bay. That's not the impression me. that you gave. Uh, they may not even have Alan Lazard for their opener. So their receivers are going to be some combination of Sammy Watkins, remember him? Randall Cobb, who Aaron Rodgers just called like the best slot receiver in football. Licking toads. Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, two rookies. So there you go. 
Who are they playing for the first week? I don't have their schedule in front of me. Who are they playing? Uh, they in the first week. I will pull that up in a second. Let me give you my number three okay, team. Okay, great. The, the final team that I trust of, of, the, of my you top toad three. toad liquor. Green Bay at Minnesota. That's, uh, that's week one. Okay, Green Bay at Minnesota. I'm going to go with Kansas um, City as my You can almost hear the screaming of the lambs from here. Can you not, Kyries? Oh, boy. It must be football season if you're quoting uh, Silence of the Lambs, which I still haven't watched. The way, what are you doing? Eventually. Why have you not watched What that? happens first? I watch Silence oh of the Lambs or you watch Hard Knocks? I, you didn't remind me Silence of the Lambs listen, was on no, last I, night. At least I've got a reason why I'm not watching Hard Knocks. I've got a okay? reason I'm not watching Silence I of the Lambs. I lived it. <laughs> it sounds miserable. It sounds like the most depressing movie in the history okay, of movies. Give me number two or something. I didn't something. even give you my number three. Oh, okay. Kansas City. You were too low on that. Oh, was it Kansas City? Five. Yeah. That team, oh, my goodness. They're good. Okay, here we go. Number two. Okay, number two, um, all I, the way from... We're going to flip these, I bet. Right? Just what? my prediction. We're going to have okay. the top two, but we're going to be flipped. All right, good. All the way from Orchard Park, yep. New York, ladies and gentlemen, the Buffalo Bills, number two. They've got everything. Offense, defense, and, of course, special teams. <laughs> Taste it. The Bills, number two. Put this thing on? <laughs> no. Because it's getting ready to be on. <laughs> number two. Uh, everything you said about the Bills, um, I like. I'm going to have the Rams at number two. I know you're going to say they just won the Super Bowl. How can you have them at number two? I just don't think they're repeating. So I have the Rams at number two. They could easily be number one. I have them at 1B. Um, they are loaded top to bottom. They've lost some pieces, but I love the addition of Allen Robinson. So it's tough to have the Rams even this low, but I have them at number two. Look, um, give me the one sounder. Somebody give, give it to me right now. Number one. Numero uno. Unbelievable. All right, gather on the transistor and press the year. The Los Angeles Rams are defending Super Bowl champions. It's called respect, Luke. Is it? It's something you know nothing about. Now just, it's called respect. Just to be clear. You're going to respect the Los Angeles Rams because they are the Super Bowl champions. Going into week one right now, um, you could build a case the Rams actually got better in the offseason. Now that's on paper, Basin audience, but still, you could build that case they got better. Yeah, the Rams, number one, clearly. I, I believe this same thing happened last year when I had the Buccaneers at fifth in my preseason power pool, and you were like, you got to respect the team that won the Super Bowl. And as oh, it turns yeah. out, I was too high on Tampa with the way the season ended. Yeah, but you weren't week one. You were too low I, week I, I one. I feel like I'm right in the right spot. Uh, I have the Bills number one. Now, I will say this, Wolf, it does, it, and this is totally irrational, but it, it worries me a little bit, or it would if I were a Bills fan, that everybody is picking them to win the Super Bowl. I don't think it's that that obvious, and yet yeah. every single so-called expert has the Bills winning the Super Bowl this year. We've won the offseason. I, I would challenge any team. I, I think we've won the offseason. I, I agree with Rex. Too bad he's not there anymore. Uh, yeah. But I do but think right. I do think they have the most talent, top to bottom. Matt, they are good. Wow, look at that. That was an abrupt end. Probably because we're like a minute late. Yeah, and you didn't know that was happening. All right, when we come back, what are the Cardinals going to have to do to move the ball against Kansas City on Sunday? We will get into it next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Hi, this is Marquise Hollywood Brown, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Keeps it deep for Hollywood. He's got it. It's a touchdown. Oh, 
I always wanted to be here. Me and Kyla talked about it. Where it actually happened is pretty crazy. Tell you what, when he stepped on the field the first day, his speed just jumped off the charts. I expect him to be a big part of this offense. Oh! Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. Hollywood. We gotta get that guy on the show at some point, Wolf. After whenever Hollywood Brown has a big game for the Cardinals, have that guy just come on just to say Hollywood. And Love it, leave. man. Just just to say Hollywood. Hollywood. Uh, couple notes on the Cardinals before we get into this discussion about Sunday's game. Uh, mentioned earlier, but in case you missed it, Colt McCoy going on IR. So he has to miss, what is it, at least four games? Yes. So Trace McSorley is the backup on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it sounds like with McCoy, it's not the arm thing. It is a calf strain. So everything I'm seeing says must miss four games now on IR. So we'll see what happens with, yeah. uh, with Colt. Yeah, I mean, ideally, will. he wasn't going to play anyway. Exactly right. And that's the thing you've got to keep in mind. But it does up the ante a little bit if Kyler Murray is to get nicked up in a game. I'm your favorite quarterback. They call me Trace McSorley. And honestly, right now, I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that if, in fact, it's got to be Trace McSorley. Look, to be bluntly honest, if it's not Kyler Murray, I don't think they can beat the Chiefs anyway. Like, I like Trace McSorley. I like him as a backup. I like that he has some upside. I don't think you're beating the Chiefs with Trace McSorley. Yeah. So you need your starter. No, I think you're right about that. Like, I don't think the Chiefs, the Chiefs aren't beating the Cardinals with their backup quarterback if the yes. Cardinals are at full strength. Right. Uh, a couple other notes, though. This from Darren Urban. Uh, did not see these four players in the open portion of Cardinals practice, okay? Marcus Golden, Rodney Hudson, Trayvon Mullen, J.J. Watt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's yeah. Wednesday. Like, yeah, I mean, it is. Let's get... But it's Wednesday, man. It is Wednesday. Um, Zach Ertz, though, was practicing. Yes. Zach Ertz was practicing yeah. right there. I like that. Give me the guys that did not practice again. Uh, Rodney Hudson, Mark Golden, J.J. Watt, and Trayvon Mullen. Um, so, you know, probably... Does anyone think Rodney Hudson is actually playing? I, I, this is the question. Somebody get me Steve Kime. Somebody is. I don't think Rodney Hudson is going to play. I haven't seen Rodney Hudson since last season. I, I mean, honestly, right now. It, I, mean, I know this he's been guy, at, at camp, but I haven't seen him. Yeah. Um, boy, I hope I'm so wrong on that. Just wrong. As wrong can wrong can be. But, man, it's he's not practicing. And if he's not practicing, are, are you really going to run him out there? Um, you know, anyways, look, it's a long week. Not really. Tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah, it's not that long. <laughs> it's a, a long week. week. It's actually a short week. Um, he's still got uh, 72 hours to get himself ready to go, I would imagine. But, man, um, it's it's shocking to me. You know, Cliff, when we had him on yesterday, didn't go into specific names, but he did say a lot of the guys that he is wondering about for the opener are vets that he felt like if they only got in a couple limited practices, they'd be able to play. Yeah. Um, and again, this is just, but this is not just Darren Urban. A few other people have said this, but in the open portion of practice, he didn't see Hudson Golden, Trayvon Mullen, or J.J. Watt. Um you know, we did this yesterday. Which players do they absolutely have to have back for this game, Wolf? I believe we both said Hudson. You said also Watt, and I said also Golden. So that's yeah, great that yeah, all that's, three of them are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not too worried about J.J. I'm not worried about J.J. Watt in this situation. Marcus Golden, that to me is a contract. It's a contract situation. But Rodney Hudson, man. 
Um, that is starting to really concern me going forward right now, especially when you think of Chris Jones. Chris Jones, go back and look at the tape. Chris Jones, how are the Cardinals going to block Chris Jones? Well, funny That's you what should I ask that, know. because when we had Cliff Kingsbury on yesterday for our weekly interview with him, you brought up Chris Jones. This is what he had to say. He's, he's dominant. I mean, he, he probably doesn't get the credit he deserves because their offense is so good and a lot of the you know star power goes to that side of the ball. But but he is, anytime he wants to dominate a game, it seems like he does. Similar to the guy we have in our division. I mean, yeah. he, he makes it go for them on defense and when, when he gets hot, he's hard to slow down. I kind of like the idea of just not saying Aaron Donald's. Yeah, right. Like exactly. That, that yeah. guy out yeah. in L.A. Whoever that dude is. The L.A. Basin, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Listen, um... This is going to be a game very interesting. The offense matching up to the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs right now. The the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, Spags, Steve Spagnolo, whatever you want to say. You're right there. It was Spags. No, that's how I say what it. I, that's what everyone calls him Spags for the most part. Okay. So he uses an awful lot of cover two, and Basinonians cover two is two safeties high with five guys underneath, and you rush four. It's it's a very base defense, and there are a lot of variations that come off of cover two. And the Chiefs use a cover two shell. This is something Spags has been famous for um, throughout his career as a defensive coordinator, using the cover two shell, keeping everything in front of them. They play a classic bend-but-don't-break defense. And why would you play anything but that when you've got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback in an offense that goes out and scores 30 a game? Yeah, I mean, that that's really the story here is is the Cardinals offense. I was Somebody just tweeted this out, the, the Vegas uh, numbers for the game. The over-under for Cardinals points, not points in the game for both teams, just for the Cardinals, is 23.5 points. Yeah. That's not going to do it. I don't think you're winning this game. 23 and a half no, to 21. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think you're you're going to need to get close to 30. You're, you're, say that again? Which you, I mean, I don't know anything about gambling. I only know this because just some, somebody just tweeted out the number. I believe the over-under for the game is 53 and a half, but for the Cardinals oh. specifically. Oh, okay. No, but for the Cardinals, it's 23 and a half. Yeah. That's not going to work. No, that's, yeah. Not if you're going to win um, the game. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of pressure on so the Cardinals So if you think offense. the Cardinals are going to lose, yeah, okay, listen. Don't don't get me sidetracked for a minute. No, right? but I, that that um, while I would like to get you sidetracked, right? That in particular illustrates, I think, what you're saying. There's not a whole lot of margin for error for the Cardinals' offense. Like if Chris Jones has a good game, or Steve Spagnolo, or however you said his last name, if he really <laughs> dials it up, they they. The Cardinals' offense has to be not perfect, but yes. they have to be really good for them to have a chance. Obviously. Yeah, the, the Chiefs played with a lead so much of the time last year. They were more than content to let you prove that you could possess the ball like their offense could possess the ball, prove you could score with their offense, and prove you could actually beat their offense. I mean, the Cards' offense needs to prove they can beat the Chiefs' offense. It's 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 one of the strangest dynamics in the National Football League. The Kansas City Chiefs defense is basically built off of the Kansas City Chiefs offense. It's the belief their offense is so good, so efficient. They're going to score so many points that forget about rush and guys that are good at defending the run. Forget about that. You need guys that are going to be good getting to the quarterback and guys that can actually cover. That's what you need. Forget about stopping the run. 
that'll be an afterthought. It's one of the reasons why the Kansas City Chiefs last year allowed 4.77 yards per carry on the ground. And they were like, hey, listen, you know what? If you want to run the ball, have at it, man. Go ahead. And and this is why the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to do it. I think I can see where you're going with this. So my question is, Daryl Williams, the Cardinals running back who played for the Chiefs, how can he help the Cardinals game plan against that Chiefs defense that he goes up against in practice for however long he was with Kansas City? Honestly, right now, it's a great question, Mel, but I think it's more about intel on a player intel on a player how, how do you think you know listen i don't know daryl i i don't know him um maybe he is a guy that thinks like a coach maybe he thinks big picture and about scheme i don't know that but players know players have you ever heard that before players know players and i think he could give really important intel because a coach can look at a tape a coach can look at a tape and figure it out. They can figure what out what they're running doing. Exactly yeah. right. He, a coach is going to look at schemes, and schemes are and what schemes is. But Daryl Williams can tell you this guy has a hard time going left, or he doesn't have a move to get to the quarterback that you think exactly he does, or right. any of that stuff. Now, uh, yeah, the um, defense, be, defense coordinator be asking me a couple questions, uh, especially in coach, and you know, little, little tips on the offensive side. Um, you know, they're going to ask some, some questions, because I was there for a year, so I know kind of like the inside and and outside, but you know, they're pretty much going to change some of the stuff. They're going to keep everything the same. <laughs> now, now, I don't know Daryl Williams either. We've interviewed him a couple times, but I will say this, Wolf. If he has information on the Chiefs, I yeah. do absolutely believe he'll tell the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, I don't no. think he's not somebody that's like, well, I don't know will. if I should say anything. No, he's going to talk. Yeah. Daryl Williams likes to talk. Next time we talk about this, man, we got to talk about how the Cardinals need to run the ball. They need guys coming off the ball. If ever there was a game the Arizona Cardinals needed to be physical, this is it. Because that's how you beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You go old school on their butt. Well, the good news is they do have five running backs. So, <laughs> and four tight ends. They clearly have the personnel to do it. The run raid. All right. Um, when we come back, let's just say Marcus Golden isn't able to play on Sunday or doesn't play Sunday, however you want to word it. Who's his backup? The depth chart may surprise you a little bit. We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.